from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. personal and financial goals, and improving the quality of our lives. We'll talk about the tried and true concepts found in the book Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, and today specifically about the improved and enhanced second edition of Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. We hope you'll join us in the conversations by calling in or emailing us with your thoughts and that's at blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe or www.successorfailure.org. Thank you once again for joining us and listening. We're here in wonderful Sun City, Arizona at Sun City Country Club. Uh, Tom, we're together again uh, another month, and here we go. Time goes by quick when you're having fun, <laughs> so I must be having fun. But. Just want to let people know you can also call into the show at one nine one seven three eight eight four one six two. It's our call in number again one nine one seven three eight eight four one six two. So we invite you to call in if you have any questions about what we're what we're discussing today. And really what we want to talk about today is working with the the new book and why we actually did the rewrite for it. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that the sales of the book actually leads to uh, helping people in our community because the mantra that we work with is you have to do good in your business. you got to do well in your business so you can do good in your community. And that's really what we're looking at doing is how how do we make the the fix ourselves first so that we're doing well both physically and financially and then how do we help other people onto that same path for themselves the path that they want to be on so if you haven't read the first book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, a workbook for success, Tom and I have done several workshops regarding that book. Uh, and sales of the book uh, went well through that first um, printing. Tom and his son, TJ, have rewritten the book and improved and enhanced second edition. And there's several editions. uh goes more in-depth in several areas. There's some new things in the second edition for those folks who have not read the first of all we should also make sure people listening know how to get the book okay <laughs> and and then secondly tom if you'd address and and i know we're talking about how do people know they're on their path to success do they know how to define success and what that means um so those are the the two topics i guess i'd like to hear more about how do they get it and and what are the changes okay the the main uh the the easiest way is to go online and successorfailure.org, www.successorfailure.org, and you can order it online or you can contact me directly, uh, successorfailure, tom at successorfailure.org, 
or you can uh, uh, you know you can also get an e version online now we're we still have the old um, uh, the old website is up and and it hasn't been changed yet the just a lot of things in life that have not been <laughs> completed and ready, but the book is ready. So anybody also, uh, anybody that has ordered the book in the past, you can get a free e-version of it. So if you contact me, I will send you a free e-version of the new book. So uh, that way you you will see what's going on in the new book. So the main thing is to understand the book is $20. That includes tax. The, the the sales of the books, as far as the financial side of it goes, it goes to help two things. It, it's, we're helping autistic kids. Uh, we have a program here at the Sun City Country Club where kids in May will come, uh, and they they come for one hour, and we teach them social skills and motor skills through the game of golf. That's that's part of that partnership that we that we work with and we're also partnering with uh, Special Olympics Arizona to uh, bring a golf program introduction to golf uh, in public schools that's called GPS that we're working with so the book goes hand in hand with that part of the thing so buying the book you can or, or you can email me. I mean, you can just use snail mail if you want. Just send me twenty dollars to Tom at, uh, or excuse me, Tom <laughs> Legring, L O E G E R I N G, uh, and it's we're at ninety four thirty three North one zero seventh Avenue, Sun City, Arizona eight five three five one. So you can. Order it directly if you use snail mail, or you can do it online. So we're trying to make that as easy as possible. Uh, and so, so the first book, Tom, which we worked together on uh, in presenting anyway, mm-hmm. um, was a six-chapter, six-step format for starting with where you're at, defining your goals, if you will, right. who, who you want to be. Uh, you know, we started, I know, by having people write their epitaph. What are they? one at the end of their life and kind of working backwards, but there were six specific steps. In in the new book, um, what did you go more in depth in and what did you add? Okay, what what I changed is, and this is the main thing, the difference here is we offer a different approach to obtaining personal success by using a business model, okay? Now, you're looking at yourself as a business, whether you work for a paycheck or operate your own business, this workbook will help you identify and utilize the tools needed to achieve personal, mental, and financial health. So this is these are the reason for the update is because I got feedback from people that were using it because everybody that uses the book has access to me personally. Uh, you can reach me again at tom at successorfailure.org. I'm doing between 600, uh, between 450 and 600 emails a day where I'm helping people get on their path. And that just goes with the program. You get that for 30 days uh, after buying the book. And 
I will, re if you make up a, we're not even calling it a business plan anymore. It's a growth plan. I learned that at with uh, Goldman Sachs SB10K program. <coughs> I went through that whole thing, and it's how do you make yourself grow? How do you grow yourself as a business? How and if you have a business, how do you make that grow? If you're at a job, how do you enhance your position at your job? So those are the new things in the book now. The business model that I use was hinted at in the first book. You know, what what it starts out with is a CEO at the top of an org chart, and then there's two arrows that come down off to one to the left and one to the right. The one that goes to the left is administration. And the administration goes into your executive, your your division, there's seven divisions. So there's a CEO and two vice presidents. The vice president on the left side is administration. The vice president on the right side is operations. That's what you do. So there's basically seven divisions. But in most companies or most org charts, it starts with division one. Well, in this program, you start with division seven. So the org chart is really designed and, and more fully explained in the book. But the idea is now I do not have, uh, in, in the table of contents, I don't have chapters anymore. I have divisions. And it goes from Division 7, then to 1, then to 2. Division 7, so that would be a chapter. But as an org chart, <coughs> Division 7 is executive. And that's where you figure out what in the heck are you going to do. You know, what's your vision for you? What's your vision for your company? What's your vision for your job? Division two, or excuse me, division one, is you defining success for yourself. And then you go into division three, which is balancing the seven parts of your life. In the, in the previous book, uh, we had uh, six parts. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we've added another part, which is your professional life. So whether you have a job or you have a business, it's still you want to add that part to yourself. So then that that gets your administrative part. Then your operation part, your division three, is usually your your treasury. That's how you get the money and what you do with the money that comes in. That's your accounting department. That's where you decide how much money do you need, how much does the company need to expand, how much revenue has to be generated to make all your payments and still leave you with money that you want for your personal self, and then from that, how much can you give to other people. I'm trying to get people to take charity begins at home. Mm -hmm. You've got to fix you before you give to somebody else. And, I mean, everybody wants to help someone else. And that's the same thing I learned in teaching victims of domestic violence at Eve's place is that you got to start with yourself. Look in the right. mirror and right. know that I'm the one that needs to be fixed. So then you go... Put your own oxygen mask on. Yeah, yeah. just like the airplane. You. Yeah. You, you got, that's the yeah. exact analogy. I did not use that, <clears> but I should have. But 
you have to take care of yourself. So on the operation side, you have Division Three. I'm using Napoleon Hill's six ideas of how you get any financial goal. It also works with personal goals. So I have personally done this program seven times in the past. Every time I made my goals on or before the time limit I set. So when you make a goal like, in your case, you're in retirement, mm-hmm. but then you came out, right? Yeah. Because an opportunity, <laughs> yeah, an opportunity <laughs> came out, right? Yes. And so it wasn't something that you wanted to have as a long term. You don't right. want it as another as a continuation of your career, but as you, because you're still very young. But the other side of it is, it's you've got so much to give back to people, mm-hmm. but there's got to be a balance of giving back and receiving. And, right. Yeah. And so that that's part of what you you work out under this this thing. Then division four again is how to get started, which would be operations in under a org chart. Then you are the business. That's your quality control. That means what methods do you use to determine if you're doing a good job? If you own a business, it's customer satisfaction. If you have customers and they don't come back, you need to look in the mirror. Right. It's not their fault. <laughs> so, well, and more than that, just look in the mirror, also analyze why. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but it's the analysis will start with yourself, is what my point is. Don't don't say, well, they're not coming back because of some outside circumstances, you know, the economy. Don't blame. Look inside because no matter what happens, there's always business going on. So quality control is huge. Last one is develop your business plan, which is really a growth plan. And that would be safe. That would be the normal thing at sales. So the org chart would come down from the CEO to two vice presidents, one on the left and one on the right, the executive branch and the operations part. Then you start with Division 7 and go to 6, but then they rotate back around. So the, the quality of communication doesn't just run from the CEO down to the last person at the bottom. It goes from the last person at the bottom up to the CEO also, but it also goes around and through each one of the the divisions. So this is a <clears throat> a model that if you run your life that way, and I'm believe me, I am working on running my life that way. It's uh, and and just to clarify for me and maybe some of the listeners, as as you're describing that business, if you will, and all the players <coughs> in it. In your book, you're talking about also that we individually are all those players. Yes. In other words, we are both vice presidents. We are the operations side. We are the executive side. And so you're saying is, while I'm developing this business model, think of yourself, your your life, if you will, in yes. this business model. But instead of having all these helpers, yeah, you're you. You're yeah. them. It's that, just that those are the different roles you have to play to be successful, whether it be in your life, your health, or your professional life. Absolutely, Terry. You hit it exactly right. 
I call them hats. Right. So each one has a little hat on, on it. Each job title has a hat on it, and it has the name of what you're doing. What I'm saying to people is you have to run yourself individually just like a business. And in, in this model that I have, there's 10 different jobs that have to be done. That's as as leaders of a of a division or leaders of a thing doesn't mean that that can't be broke down later on into more departments. But for this stage, uh, on page thirty of the new book, uh, I have in there this org chart, and it shows you exactly <coughs> how this stuff works out. And the idea is how to. How do you get into that place where you run yourself like a business? And what's the profit that you want? What is what is the profit of us living? It's like this is not a dress rehearsal where we get to say, oh, well, I didn't get what I wanted this year, but, you know, next year's going to be better. Mm-hmm. But what's going to make it better? Right. Uh, nothing unless, <laughs> unless you make some changes. Yeah, and what we've done here with the book because this is a work book you write in it it's for you to look at and try to figure out okay what's what's this guy talking about and and why does this work for him i've i've done this in my life i started out with 19 in in think and grow rich by napoleon hill and he wrote that 19 i his first books came out in 1925, but I think Think and Grow Rich was written in 37. So we're talking about a long time ago. That's yeah, seven but the concepts, years ago. the concepts they're, are still valid. They're, yeah. they're, they're cast in stone valid. There's yeah. people that are almost every self-help book, except some of the stuff that Covey's written and a few other very intelligent gentlemen have written, on and some ladies. different, yeah, and yeah, ladies, <laughs> ladies too. But they, they, they have written some other ways to accomplish some of these things. They've said it, but the, it's just like this is human nature. This is how humans are wired. We all want to help other people. That's, yeah, you know, and but we all, if it doesn't work out for us, if we're in our mid. 50s or we're getting ready to retire and you look at well I can't retire I have no money the average person the average American I believe has about $500 in retirement savings Hmm. that's 320 million people in the United States the richest country in the world they don't have anything saved up but, I mean, so on the average, a person may have, you know, somebody closer to retirement may have as much as $25,000 saved up. I ain't getting you through the first year. And the other thing is we're yeah. living longer. Yeah. So you work 40 years, but you might be retired for 50. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's true. So wait a minute. Uh, being lo- being Having a longer life, isn't necessarily a boon unless you want to get yourself orientated to the fact that how are you going to support yourself when you're that? Will you feel like getting up and go to that grindy job that you hate? 70% of Americans hate their job, yeah. but they can't live without it. 
<laughs> they're afraid of getting fired from the job they hate. Yeah. I mean, yes. this is not the proper way to run your life. I mean, it just there's there's more to life than that. I mean, this morning I went to a a, a, a kind of a celebration. A gentleman was retiring, and here at the club they had a party for him, and people would get up and say good things about what this person had done. And he, I mean, 22 years in, in the military in Vietnam, uh, a victim of Agent Orange. I mean, he's given a lot for his country. But, yeah. you know, he could sit and be disrespectful of, you know, the government sprayed me after I tried to be helpful, helpful and defend it, and then they sprayed me with Agent He's got none of that. I mean, he's got, he's just so proud of what he did and as he should be. But it's it's just uh, it, how much he gave back after he came out of the military. And he walks around with his little oxygen bottle, you know. And But that's where people are going to be if we don't, if they don't figure out how they're going to take care of themselves. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, you know, even the bigger picture, the book as we presented it and as your new book really is, no matter what stage people are in their lives, whether they're trying to get their first job or their retirement job or just improve their retirement life and try to learn how to play piano or do something they've never done before, yeah. it's how do we improve our lives, just like we said in the opening of the program. Right. And that's really, you know, not to get focused on necessarily, I, I like that the book, especially your second edition, <clears throat> it creates a construct using a business model. Mm-hmm. But again, to simplify it for people like me, in, in the first book, those six steps that we were talking about, which is define your goal, yeah. build a plan, implement the plan, analyze those short-term results, make corrections, and repeat. And repeat. Right? And And... So that's still, and that's a lot of Napoleon Hill right there, of those six steps that are tried and true. But another way to explain it, to go in more in-depth, as you've done in the second book, is, okay, let's take those simplistic but tried and true six steps and develop them into a business model for, and, and help us think of ourselves then as a business. Whether that business is, darn it, I always wanted to paint and I've never painted. Yeah. Or, right. or that business is I want to make a million dollars in three years. Yeah. You know, it, that's a big spectrum, but still, it's the same. Yeah. And, and whatever the individual wants, that's right. the whole point of it. Right. And so it's another way of explaining it, of looking at it, of going more in depth from our our first workshops we were doing, as I understand right. it. And that makes more sense to me as well. Absolutely. See, the the idea is because I kept getting people asking me well, how do you do this? And to me, it's very simple because that's what I do. You know, I go out and, you know, I'm a ready, shoot, aim person. I go out, I get an idea, I go out and try it, and people, you get beat up out in the the marketplace and you lose money or whatever happens to you, and you come back and say, well, I know it's a good idea, but then why did this not work? If this is really a good thing for the public... Why do they not beat a, door, beat a path to your door, okay? Then you have to analyze, well, maybe that wasn't too clearly explained. It's just like you're saying here, 
is you've been part of it and so there's a different way to explain it so that individuals can because individuals will relate to it so they can use it and they'll relate to it differently yeah you know? and that's that's exactly <clears throat> and that's okay that's absolutely you know if if people kind of latch on to the more simplistic method of the first book that I just talked about mm-hmm. or people say I would really like to figure out more how to act as a business then the second book kind of takes it down that path yeah the, that's that's exactly where we're going is that this is just taking out some of the rough spots where, to me, it was crystal clear. <laughs> My son was looking at it and saying, well, I don't know if that's going to work, you know. But since this about four years ago when we came out with the first book, and I've really talked to a lot of people, and I am in contact, and to see how much they've actually changed their lives and how they've benefited. It's just, it, and it's not me doing it. It's them yeah. with their goals. It's like the first person, and we've had her on the show, Pat Horton, yeah. She's she got laid off uh, at 76. And <coughs> she used to come to our network meeting, and she would say, well, I... She won the book in a drawing. I, right. I, I remember there. I was yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so, you know, just, just so the audience knows, I mean, she's now four years later. She's got her own business. Um, she's 82. And I said, well, do you have your exit strategy developed? And she said, well, yes. Um, when I'm 90, I'm going to sell my business and I'm moving back to Tennessee to be with my daughter. I'm thinking, hey, that's cool. Yeah, you know? that's, that's pretty well defined, too. <laughs> got what she wants to do, and she knows she's going to. She went from devastated because she thought nobody would hire her at 76 mm-hmm. years old or 78, whatever she was at the time. And now she doesn't worry about that. She's very content. She's doing what she did as a job, but she turned it into a business because the business went, got sold out from under her. She mm-hmm. she wasn't fired for any other reason. It was the business quit, and but she saw that there was still some viable parts to it. But the the other things that that we're doing that's new with the book is we're looking at the entire human condition. Okay, you start with yourself. And then if all you have is your excuses of why you didn't get something, but you don't know what it is you want, and most people have a hard time defining and look you in the eye and say, well, I'm retired. I need something else in my life. Then... Well, I want them to play golf every day. That's, that's, that's the first thing. Yeah. And if you don't know how, come over, my to, list. Yeah, come over to the club and, and we'll we'll get that fixed up for you. So that's, that's part of the equation. But we all want to help other people. And, I, and until we can help ourselves and make sure that our retirement is going to be good enough so that as we move forward that it'll it'll be uh, – something that's that's enjoyable 
and profitable financially and emotionally. So what I did is I, I not only put in this division situation into the book where the book is designed like an org chart. So people won't notice that at first. But when you get into it and you start thinking like that, then you say, well, this is, this is division five. This is division six. Well, what is that? Okay, where would I be in my life? And that's, that's what I want people to do. And like you said, have what needs to be done next? If my life is not the way I want it, what do I have to do? I have to go into executive division. I have to figure out what it is I want and <clears throat> define it and analyze it and picture myself in possession of it using Napoleon Hill's method of what is it you want. And But the difference with Napoleon Hill and different where we are is he just said define how much money you want. And I'm not. We're saying, what does success look like? Yeah, to you. Not in a monetary sense. What, you know. Balanced. Right. Balanced. Right. See, that's, it's some monetary in there because I have to have enough money to function. I have to have enough money so that, well, in today's world, you better have money in real estate or hard assets because money is not going to be an object as, mm-hmm. as we keep printing that stuff. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that's another story for another time. But the other things that we've done is that we've added some things in our uh, in our uh, appendix. We still have Appendix A, which is your business plan, and that is still how to do a business plan. And I, I haven't, like I say, I did not change the name. I'm just alluding to it that that business plan is, I want you to develop that into your personal growth plan. And then what we've done is we go into Appendix B, and that's mental health for prospects. So I've partnered with a gentleman whose name is David Thielen, Thielen, excuse me, David Thielen. Uh, and what David wants or brings to the to the group, he's putting on a program that if you have something that's got you what he calls it, has you stuck. In other words, well, I could if this happened. In other words, whatever. <laughs> or I add, can't because this happened. <laughs> yeah, add whatever excuse you want to put in there. You know, what's holding you back? Oh, if I could just quit smoking, if I could just quit drinking, if I could just lose 50 pounds, what, whatever it is, there's a certain amount of things that are related to that that have to do with mental abilities. And I think mental health is a proper way to, to term that. So there's a part in here that goes into that, and David is has coached thousands of people, and he spent thousands of hours coaching people and getting them unstuck. That's his word. I mean, I think that's a psychological word, getting unstuck. And I, I, I have a problem with that, but that's just me. You know, it's just like you say, well, how does that work for you? Well, it, it, it's not exactly it, but getting unstuck, 
just as there are specific and predictable patterns of getting stuck, there are specific and predictable time-tested strategies for getting unstuck. You can begin to apply these strategies below. He's, he's got an outline. It's only three pages or four pages in here, and it tells you, it gives you a method of how to do that, and if you're not able to do it on your own, and not everybody's equipped for it because a lot of times our parents did not teach us stuff. And it's not because we had bad parents. It's because they didn't know. I mean, my parents' big deal in life was how do they feed themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, so I came from a different generation at 78 years old. That's, that's, my dad was on a farm and that was the whole life is, being able to feed yourself. It wasn't about getting money. When when my dad retired, and he was very successful in in his business life because he didn't stay being a farmer all the time, but he, he had to come to town. He went to L.A. And I always thought he was very successful, but I found out he wasn't successful until after he had got my brother and myself raised and out on our own, then he became successful with a little tiny farm up in 3,200 feet of elevation in Northern California. And I said, he said, well, you guys don't know what success is. He said, I make sometimes $7,000 a year, and that's back when I was making 50, 40, 50,000. And my dad tells me he's very successful now because He's making $7,000 a year. He had his place paid for and all that stuff. And I said, well, what's your problem, though? You say you have a problem. He says, yeah, I got a problem. He says, it cost me $3,500 a year to live. And then what do you do with the other $3,500? So, <laughs> and I'm scraping by with 40 or 50, right? Yeah. And that that's just the idiocy of of how we as Americans are, are living and, and, and running our lives. But then that's so I want to introduce people to David Thalen and uh his number is six two three two three nine two three eight one. So you can call him. Um and he also has some other financial tips and Oh book. yeah. 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 There's there's more of that. Credit card debt or other things he addresses mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things about things that have you stuck and he helps you get unstuck and onto your plane. So sometimes if you can't if you've tried things and it doesn't work and you're still in a rut, definition of a rut is an open ended grave. <laughs> when you get to the end they just throw dirt on you and that's it, right? So if you want to get out of your rut and be able to look around and see what life has really got to offer, which is some beautiful things, uh, there's another part in here that I've got, which is Appendix C, Achieving Optimal Health. And that's on page 49. That The idea here is, uh, while most people have the desire, they often lack correct theory and proper method to achieve sustained and sustained vibrant health that they crave. Usually we're overweight. I felt that at um, 
211 pounds, I was just fine at six feet. And the fact that I was moving from size 36 pants to 38 pants didn't <laughs> seem to deter that that feeling. And as we went moved through that, and I met Thad Young and his wife Heather, uh, they got me on this program called Optimal Habits of Health and Path to Permanent Weight Control and Optimal Health. I got on that about a year and a half ago. I've taken, took me three months to figure out that the reason the program didn't work is because I wasn't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you have to eat six times a day. You eat their food three times or five times, and then you have a regular meal. And now I've got my weight down to 169 to 170 pounds. I've maintained it for over a year. I have no intention of going back up. I have more energy now than I did when I was in my 50s. In fact, I just finished a motorcycle ride over the weekend. I did over 2,000 miles, 2,100 miles in 48 hours. And (laughs) part of that was coming back from San Antonio, Texas to Sun City, Arizona, in less than 14 hours, and that's all at legal street speeds, but that's how fast you have to go to be, that doesn't allow you any time to get off the bike, and needless to say, you have to do that. But so I'm just saying that because of that program, I have a lot of extra health now, and a lot of extra energy, which allows me to do the things that we're doing. But Optimal Health, um, it's Take Shape for Life is a program, and they're they're, they just, it just works for me. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, has been doing the program as long as me, but she was in the first three months <laughs> that I was in. She's just been in it for a year and a half. And she's now actually starting to get into the program and uh, laughs. She's looking at losing about like a pound a week. And oh, that's a good rate. So, so it's not so she does go to the gym once or twice a week and she's getting on the program not completely doing it correct yet but mm-hmm. hopefully you know <laughs> habits well form and you know that's just that's just part of what we're trying to accomplish so the book takes into account your personal life and you can expand it to a business life and because of this because I finished up the book, I was able to go to this Goldman Sachs program. That's SB, SB10K. They spent $500,000 to put this program together for CEOs, and I was able to get into the program. Um, I'm also the oldest person that's ever gone through their program. So it's for CEOs of, of companies that have been in business at least three years and People are dedicated to growing their revenue streams at least 100% a year and hiring more people. So having mm. having a good business, and their motto is do well in your business so you can do good in your community. And so we, from that, I wrote a growth plan here for Sun City Country Club, and we were able to add, we went from 172 members to 323 members and from August of last year when I finished the program and finished my growth plan to right now. And so it's 
it just shows that old dogs can learn new tricks. You know, I mean, <clears throat> and that's what the book is about. It, if you're not happy with your life, uh, it's totally up to you to figure out how to do that and how to how to fit that. But does that pretty yeah, much yeah. cover? Yeah, I guess what, in, in, in since I'm I'm here with you and I'm also a member, I guess I would be curious as how did so at, was after you finished your growth plan. So to double the membership almost. What was your plan and what action steps did you have to take that were part of the plan that actually worked then? Well, first of all, I figured out that my biggest problem in the class was I own a country club and I can't double my revenues every year. Yeah. I mean, mathematically, that will not work. So I have to, I had to come up with another idea and part of my idea was to not try to be all things to everybody, but looking for people that really like to play. Our course is, is a, I, I mean, you're a member. I mean, it's it's a yeah. nice course. Yeah. It's fun to play. You can play it. Even though you go to other courses, it's still fun to come back here and play. So, And we're the management, which is myself and, and my staff, we're trying to make this a better experience all the time. Well, we were able to reach out to another group where their management didn't really take care of the course, therefore they weren't taking care of the people, but because their expenses were going up, they just charged more money. So cut back in services and raise the price. I, that's uh, an economic model that yeah, doesn't work doesn't for work many yet. people, especially. So was that part of your plan was to seek <clears throat> out other courses or other groups of people who could and come this way and, and become a member at yours right. or our course. Yes, that's that was uh, we we had some inquiries from people in the past, but uh, it didn't fit our model mm -hmm. at the time, so I had to adjust my model. And so what by getting that increase in members, that gets me to a place where I don't have to pay to go to work anymore. So that's still. <laughs> Kind that's of always like, a good plan. Yeah, it's a break-even situation. I mean, <clears throat> this is—it's a labor of love. That's that's what Sun City Country Club is. I mean, I love this place, and if I didn't, it would be a housing track, and I'd make money, and my brother would make money, and everybody would be happy. But it's—it's going to be 50 years old next year. Arizona is only uh, 102 or 103 years old, so we're as a state, and. We feel we're really part of that that situation, and this is the first country club built by Del Webb. There's a lot of history here, and there's a lot of a lot of my members have absolute love affairs with this place. I mean, when they retired and came here, this was their life. I mean, I had I have several of the people that are still here. My members I have several members over it. 90 years old, and they still go out and play golf. Yeah, and that gives me motivation. But um, when I looked at my model of what was going on, I figured it out that there's no golf here in the summertime because the courses that normally cost 250 or 300 dollars to play in the yeah. winter time, you can play them for 60 and 70 dollars in yeah. the summertime. Yeah, so people don't want to pay me $20 when I throw in the golf cart even to come out and play. So in 
trying to figure out how can I do good in my community and do well in my business. That's I keep getting those bad words, do well in my business so I can do good in my <laughs> community. Okay, so I got that right now. But I decided to start a nonprofit, which Sun City Country Club sponsors, and it's um, a GPS, golf program in schools. Uh, people can look up our website on that. It's G-O-L-F-P-S dot org, and uh, that will give you some background into that. But what, what I'm physically doing is I'm bringing the introduction to golf to freshmen, high school students in my local area. There's, I'm, I started out a year ago. Uh, I was in two classes, two PE classes, teaching 80 students. Then the next semester I went to 800 students, and now I'm in 800 classes doing 3,200 kids. Eventually, I'll be in all 44 high schools on the west side. And our goal is to uh, teach 27,000 freshmen every year. And then I'm working with uh, uh, Special Olympics to be an inclusive program where any kid that's in, my, in a PE class, and we have had several kids on the spectrum. We've had several kids with special needs in our classes, and we are teaching them introduction to golf. All the kids get the same same right. treatment. Right. So that's, it's called an inclusive program. So we're partnering with them, but what I'm doing for the kids is I the kids play free in the summertime from May 1st to September 1st, or when school is out. And they come through the program, they get a which is six days on campus in their gym using foam balls so they don't get hurt. We've yeah. had no accidents, thank God. And, <laughs> and everything where well, they're using real golf clubs and they're, they're hitting off a mat in the gym. Yeah. And that's going excellent. And we just, uh, they go through six classes on site. Then they come out to a field trip. But they, for the field trip, they just, they have to sign up for it. It's voluntary. I tell them straight out, if you do not want to come to the field trip, stay here. If you do want to come, you have to bring one thing, and that's called a good attitude. Yeah. So I talk to them about honesty, integrity, sportsmanship, courtesy, respect, scholarships, careers, and job opportunities that open up because of golf. I tell them, I want you to just watch Golf Channel on the weekend. I know it. When you're at your age, that's not what you're going to want to do. <laughs> just watch until turn it on, and you only have to watch till the first commercial comes on. When a commercial comes on, I want you to figure out who they're advertising to: Mercedes and Rolex watches. Now, why are those people spending money to advertise there? because those people are in the highest economic demographic in the richest country in the world. If you want to be in that group, success or failure, the choice is yours. You give your, doesn't mean if you play golf you're going to be wealthy. doesn't mean if you play golf you're going to be have better op, 
it does mean you're going to have better opportunities because you will meet people that are like-minded and have the same core values that you need to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we're teaching the kids. And so they come out, they get they if they come to the 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 field trip where they actually hit live balls, driving range, putting and chipping, and then I take them around and familiarize them with being at a golf course so they don't feel bad about it. And the funny part of it is is there are two other programs, First Tee and Junior Golf, that are very highly appraised or praised, but the kids I've got, they they never even heard of them. Mm -hmm. I haven't had one kid out of, well, so far we've had, let's see, 16 and 8, so 2,400 kids have gone through the program. I haven't had one talk about knowledge of First Tee or Junior Golf. I'm hitting every kid and introducing every kid to it, not just the elite right. kids, yeah. not just the ones that belong to country clubs, et cetera, not just the ones that have golf clubs or parents that can afford golf clubs. <clears throat> the kids get certificate of completion, and then if they fill out a survey to help us make the program more fun and more presentable to the kids from their point of view, um, <clears throat> They get a members, junior membership at Sun City Country Club that allows them <clears throat> to play here for free every summer as long as they're in high school and as long as they maintain the honesty, integrity. And now, do they have to bring an adult or can they yes. come? Yeah. They, yeah. they, they have to. It's, I call them a sponsor. They have to bring a sponsor who comes out with them. <clears throat> so if they have nobody that will come out and play golf with them, I tell them straight out, if you come out and you you can come by yourself with $5 I'll, instead of a small bucket, I'll sell you a medium bucket, you go out and you can practice out here with one bucket of balls all day, and I do not care. You come out, and if you treat my course with respect, I treat you with respect. You can be out here by yourself. I will treat you like an adult. So... You come out, you can do chipping and putting and coming out of the sand wedge. You get to reuse those balls. When you're finished, take your balls out to the driving range. I'm ready to go. Hit them out on the driving range, and you're ready to go home. And they can do that for five bucks. They can stay here all day for all I care. So, (laughs) you know, whatever they want to do. And their other job is to find a sponsor, and as they do that, they're looking for people that will bring them out and play golf with them. And I'm selling a book of tickets, 10 rounds of golf, for um, $150, which is normally 200 in the summertime. So their sponsor gets 10 rounds of golf for 150 bucks. That's two people. It's $7.50, <laughs> and I throw in the golf cart. So yeah. it's... Yeah. Especially if they had a parent who was interested in playing. You can't beat that deal. That's Or uncle or aunt yeah. or friend. And then if yeah. they do not have golf clubs, then I I don't rent them. I provide them. Mm. As long as they take care of it, they can go and do that. So yeah. Are we yeah. running out of oh, just about? That's that's a whole lot about I, you didn't get to say Harvey anything no, today. I, well, today was about I, – I, I led the discussion, and yes, I wanted yes, to hear did. the new things about the book from your perspective. I've read the book, uh, but you know, why did you do it, and how did you do it, and then what are the benefits, and 
what are you doing with the proceeds? And I think we've covered that ground pretty well. Yeah. And, and only yeah. you could cover that ground because I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> so I was okay with that. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think I think that's really good. Uh, I I just want people to. I, I'm going to try to work on getting the program out to more people. Uh, we're we're going to do some things. We're working on the website to make it easier for people, easier access. But you can go to uh, www.successorfailure.org, and you can look up the data. Most of the data is about the old book. Doesn't matter. There's a little place in there that says you can order for nine, 9.95 or whatever it is. You can order a book online. <clears throat> if you got, if you bought a book in the past, you get the new book digitally for free. So okay. contact us. You get the new book it updates. You also get 30 days of of free mentoring. Um, it allows you to find a method to contact. Uh, David Phelan, and if you have some problems getting, a lot of people get a book and they don't, they go into the first chapter, and that's what I'm trying to stop this time. They would get into the first chapter and they would just get them started, but they would not read the whole book. Mm -hmm. So they would just, oh, I got it, I'm running. <laughs> and they don't get the whole book. So what I'm saying to people is, Please, when you get the book, put your pencil down. Read the whole book. You can have your pencil and mark some, i got to come back to this. But read it and keep moving. And once you get through it, then you come back to the first Division 7 and sit and figure out, why are you here? What do you want? What do you want on your, on your tombstone? What, what's the purpose of you being here on this planet? You know, I mean... We're here. It's not a dress rehearsal. <laughs> There's no do-overs. <laughs> so, you know that that that's really what I'm trying to trying to get out. So, okay. I think with that we can say goodbye to the people and. Uh, okay. Well, thank you. Thanks, Tom. A good explanation today. We we want to thank you for joining us on Success or Failure with Tom or Terry. We hope you join us next month. We're live at 9 a.m. Usually on the last Wednesday of the month. But you can join us anytime on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe. In the meantime, feel free to comment and join in the discussion by emailing us at successorfailure.org. Once again, this is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Legering reminding you that success or failure, the choice is yours. You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.